Hi, you are listening to the Fab and Flawed Podcast, the podcast for folks like me who are just trying to get their shit together, live a little bit healthier, and find a little bit more balance in life. From kicking negative thoughts over our heads to kicking ass, we've got this. Hey, we all have baggage, so let's unpack it together. Hey guys, Jennifer Rowe here, and I'm here with you with episode number 10 of Fab and Flawed the podcast that's here to help you and I live just a little bit better. I hope you guys are doing great. I am coming to you with something very interesting to talk to you about today and something that's very near and dear to me, and that is setting goals. Um, What's inspired me to talk about that this week is last week I was working with my Jack Canfield book club group. Uh, There's a group of really lovely women Uh, who are reading The Success Principles uh, by Jack Canfield, one of my favorite books, and I'll talk about that a million times today and and I'm sure in previous episodes and in future episodes. But in any case, I'm running a book club, um, kind of a book group, if you will, that's been examining The Success Principles one by one. And one of the most important, if not the most important uh, principle to me is principle number three, which is decide what you want and envision your ideal life. So we began talking about goals, and that's what this chapter is all about. So when Jack Canfield dives into this chapter, it's really interesting. He makes a lot of really, uh, really, really profound points. Um, You ask people what their dreams are, right? Uh, What's your dream? What's your dream? So people will say, oh, I dream of having a big house. I dream of someday winning the lottery. I dream of being able to, I don't know, eat as much as I can and not gain weight. You know, there's all kinds of dreams, right? But how many of us, aside from eating whatever we want and not gaining weight, which would be great, but that I think really would firmly uh, stay in dream world. How many of us really take those dreams and put on a goal board or a vision board or really believe it's true? Now, I'm not even talking about winning the lottery. Like, it's funny for me, winning the lottery is almost like a cop-out. Like, I want to win the lottery, don't get me wrong. If I won the mega, I'd be the happiest person ever for for our time, right? But that's not really a goal. That's a, that's a money windfall, right? That's a, that's a lucky thing that happens that might be able to um, propel your goals and visions, you know, further. But lottery winning aside... What are the, those goals and those visions that really hold true? Now, why I always bring up dreams and goals and visions all in the same breath is because they are all related. Now, dreams, I think, are not really... I don't really love the word dreams when it comes to goals and visions. Now, forgive me because I'm going to say things like dream big, and it's going to sound like I'm going to contradict myself, I'm sure, at some point in this podcast. So hear me out. When it comes to saying dreams, I have a problem with the word dreams because they never really become goals. To me, dreams are something that lives in, you know, you're you're in the sleep world. They live in clouds. They live out there in space. Dreams are just that. It's something that would be nice. It's a fantasy world. If you really want it to happen, though, you have to take it out of fantasy world and put it down into a goal. And that's why even when it comes to, like, dream boards, I really do prefer the term vision boards because I don't like the idea of it just living in in fantasy world. I I think that it's important for us to take those dreams that really we want and make them a vision and a goal. So what's really interesting about this to me is it's a lot of times we don't even know what we want. 
And what I mean by that is we've been taught to be practical. We have been taught from an early age that maybe our dreams were silly or our, what our goals were were unattainable. So say you're a little kid and you're like watching you know, Ben Affleck in a movie and you dream and you say someday, I'm going to write a movie for Ben Affleck or I'm going to be Ben Affleck. I want to be an actor. And you've got like, you're in a little small town with no real um, connections to Hollywood. Your parents, your friends, your family might all laugh at you, right? And say, oh, that's impossible. That's impossible. How is that ever going to happen? And what happens is we start to give up on what our real true wants and real true dreams are because we feel like they are impossible. And instead, we start to set goals for ourselves that are more, quote unquote, realistic and attainable. Let me give you an example of this. So say, for example, you want to someday like your real dream, your real dream and you've got you want to live in a beach house on the ocean. Um, this is a story that's actually inspired by a true life story of my friend Angela Lee, who during our book club last week was talking about, you know, one of her goals on her vision board is to own a beach house in Santa Monica, California, where you're talking if you bought a tent on the beach, it's like $2 million. It's very expensive and it's, you know, not um, an easily affordable thing, right? Now, because she's entrepreneurial and because she understands the power of setting big goals and big dreams and going for it, she doesn't shy away from putting that on her goal board. She's the type of person who will, you know, keep working and finding ways and she'll probably get to that goal. But what's interesting about it is she was telling me how some of the people in her life kind of are already like, are you crazy? Like, first of all, you're crazy. You can't afford that. How are you ever going to get the money? And then secondly, like, why? Why don't you just live, you know, you live 10 miles away, you live 15 miles away. That's good. That's good enough. So I think what we do a lot of times is we, because of other people's influence, because of our own self-limiting beliefs, we decide that our, our dream really is not, you know, I don't need that. I don't need to live on the beach. It is ridiculous. It is expensive. How am I ever going to get the money? And besides of which, living 10 or 20 miles away, that's just fine. And we settle. And it's really um, kind of upsetting when you think about it. Like how many of our own things in our lives and our dreams have we really settled for and never even considered because we just took, you know, we, we, we wanted to be practical and we didn't want to seem silly. So in any case, there's a couple of quotes I really like. Um, you know, there's the author of The Alchemist who says, it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. And I believe that 100%. And then the other quote I really like, and this, these quotes are actually directly from the Jack Canfield uh, chapter on goal setting. Marianne Williams, from author of A Return to Love, says, Our deepest fear is not that we are in inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. And I think that comes to the third thing that I think that we grapple with when it comes to really having big visions. And we feel somehow like we don't deserve things sometimes. Sometimes we don't want to put ourselves out there in a big way. Sometimes we like to be, you know, shining the light on somebody else, right? But the thing is, is that playing small does not serve the world, 
That's what she says. And I love that. Your playing small does not serve the world. Do not shrink so other people won't feel insecure. And I do think that a lot of us tend to do that. I know I have many times in my life. I know I've been, you know, in rooms where I've known the most about production or writing or whatever it is. And I'm sitting there and I'm shrinking so other people feel better about themselves when I know that I can run circles around those people. So, um, you know, on, on freelance jobs, you know, so stuff like that. But it's kind of interesting how we do do that. So the thing that really strikes me here is, number one, I want you guys to start dreaming big, 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 big. If you have never run before, um, you know, what's your real dream? I don't want you to say my dream is to be able to run around the block. I want you to say my dream is to run a marathon someday. I will tell you that when I, I know I've talked about this in this um, broadcast before, and I'm sorry it's a broken record, but when I first started running, I didn't know how to run. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was overweight. I had no training. I had no cardio uh, endurance. I had shit. And because I was in the middle of doing this kind of goal work, I dreamt really big. And I said, I want to run a half marathon. And the thing is, is that I put that out in the universe with no idea how I'd ever be able to do it. But I wasn't afraid to put it in the universe and dream big. And what happened was, is the universe conspires to deliver to you what you need and what you want. So the first thing I did was I had a big dream, you know, something way beyond my comfort zone. And I really do believe that your dreams and your visions need to be beyond your comfort zone, right? So I had this vision that I, I had this dream that became a vision and then became a goal to run a half marathon. That was the first thing. The second thing I did with that very big goal is I started to visualize it happening. So I would close my eyes and I would see what it felt like to run. What would it feel like if I was running? Now, Many great athletes do this all the time. I know that Michael Jordan has often talked about taking the shot a thousand times in his head. There are Olympic skiing teams that will envision what it feels like to go down the course and see themselves going in and out of the course so they can feel it in their heads. And they actually, they, they've done um, tests where they've hooked up like electrodes to your um, muscles, to, to athletes' muscles, and they see activity in there. So when you have that brain activity of actually seeing yourself doing it, touching it, like, you know, and all the little details. So, like, if it's running a half marathon, the details of running through a, a water station and drinking, and what does it look like to have to stop for a minute and pause the garment to get on the potty line, and what does it feel like when your legs start to cramp a little bit at mile 11 and you got to shake it out? All of those things make it real. And when you can make it real, you could really start to put some plans into action. And then the third thing is, is you need to become super duper specific, okay? And it's not enough to be specific like I'm going to run a half marathon. Because what people do is they say, I'm going to run a half marathon or I'm going to own a beach house, or I'm going to buy a bed and breakfast. These are my dreams. But again, dreams live in the air, right? They live in clouds until you really kind of take them out of the clouds and you make them a goal and a vision. And it's easy to say someday, 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 and someday usually doesn't ever come, right? If The third thing that made this very successful for me in, in the case of this half marathon was, I was really specific. I was going to run a half marathon 
by, I think it was May 1st, 2010. I think that's how far back it is now. I'm 10 years this happened ago. Um, but it was super specific. I had a date and I had uh, a distance and I had a goal. And once you put it down, then it's like your brain starts to activate and it starts to figure out ways to get you to that goal on time. Now, this has happened to me a million times in my life and I've become pretty good at this. And listen, you don't always listen. listen I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna bullshit you. You can make, you know, I usually like to have five to ten goals going at any given time, small and big. And a lot of times some of the goals you don't hit. It just happens. And that's okay. You can either uh, reassess how important that goal was to you or you could re strategize. For example, uh, I guess back in February of this year, maybe, maybe late January. Uh, before I had been life certified, like had my life coaching certification yet. I certainly had no idea how I was going to start this podcast. And I'd been tossing around someday doing a podcast for a long time. Um, I had set a few goals for myself. And the first goal was to con- to complete my life certification by, I don't know what it was, like May something, May 1st or May 2nd. I should go back in my notes and I could tell you specifically. But in any case, I think I, w- I, think I didn't hit May 1st, but I was really working hard at hitting that date. But I think I was only like a week over that date. And again, if I didn't put down a specific date with a specific goal, I probably would still be, you know, kind of fucking around with it. Because I've been trying to finish that course for a long time and I kept just pushing it off. There was no deadline. So it just kind of always like, well, when I have time. But once I gave it a deadline, then there became an urgency and I made it more of a priority. Uh, Second goal that I had made at that time was I wanted to um, launch my podcast by, I don't know, I want to say the first or second week of June. And I had to like really force myself to learn stuff. And I had to write out all the stuff I was worried about, all the stuff I had to learn. I had to get an LLC. I had to build a website. I had to learn how to upload podcasts. I had to learn how to work a microphone and GarageBand and all of this other stuff. But because I had a deadline, I felt the clock ticking. It was a self-imposed clock ticking, but it gave me just enough self-accountability to keep going. Um... And I think I I made, I think I actually hit that deadline on the nose. Um, And then the third goal I had made at that time was to like lose some weight. I think I wanted to lose, wanted to hit 188 pounds by, I don't know, I was, I I don't know, it was like a couple of months out. But for some reason I, uh, you know, I was, and I was working my ass off because I wanted to really hit that goal, but my weight hasn't been budging. And I don't know if it's hormonal. I don't know if it's the wrong diet for me. I don't know if I'm insulin resistant. I don't know what the hell was the problem, but I did not hit that goal, but I was eating much healthier. I was drinking a lot of water (laughs) and I feel like, you know, it wasn't all doom and gloom. I did not hit that specific number, um, on the date I wanted to, but if I didn't have the goal at all, I probably wouldn't have done shit. And I, I pretty much maintained my weight decently throughout a lot of the early days of the pandemic. So there's that. The point is, is you're not always going to hit your goal and sometimes you'll get there or maybe you'll learn something along the way. But I will tell you what, I hit my goal of uh, getting my life coaching certification when I wanted to and I hit my goal of also launching this podcast and I think that that wouldn't have happened. Um, 
And then another thing that happened to me is I had put out there in the universe on a goal list. And this was a stretch of a goal for me, not like in a huge stretch, but I put out a stretch goal of saying by July 9th, 2020, I want to have made my first $1,000 being a life coach. Now, again, when I put this out in the universe, this was long before I had my certification. This was long before I knew how I would ever get a client or fit it in my workday or whatever. But I put it out there. By July 9th, 2020, I will have made $1,000. Now, I will tell you, I have a few coaching clients now. Um, most of them I work with on a, a very um, prorated um I have a couple of people I work with for free, and I have uh, a client or two that's a, a real uh, serious paying client. But have I, I haven't really gone to $1,000 through coaching yet. But I will tell you what happened on July 2nd, 2020. I received um, a letter in the mail that I was a recipient of a $1,000 grant to help support my life coaching business. Now, I forgot that I signed up for this grant, that I applied for this grant through the business um, program that I used to LLC, you know, get the LLC and set up my business. We're giving new businesses grants and businesses that are helping other people. So, you know, I wrote a little thing about being a life coach and how it's going to podcast and blah, 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 and forgot all about it. And won't you know, I won the $1,000 grant on July 2nd. And that was what, seven days earlier than my goal of making $1,000 in my life coaching business. Now, you might laugh, right? Because you might say, well, you know, that's not exactly what you meant. Well, no, duh, it's not what I meant, but who cares, right? The point is, is I specifically asked the universe to make $1,000 through my life coaching business, and the universe gave me $1,000 through my life coaching business. And that's also another point that I'd like to make is that sometimes you will get what you ask for in a totally unexpected way. So when it comes to this kind of stuff, we're talking about a few different kinds of things here, right? So first thing we're talking about is putting things out in the universe and believing in yourself and that really like you start to manifest stuff when you, you, you can envision yourself doing something, you set a goal and a deadline, but you know, you can really increase the odds of achieving your goals and that's by taking action. So you can, you know, kind of envision stuff all you want and you could put on the vision board and look at it every day. But at some point you have to start to take action. Now that's what having a specific date helps you with. But I will tell you that you need to every day get up and start to create action steps. Like even in the case of that $1,000 coming to me through my life coaching business, I took an action step. I mean, I did go ahead and fill out a grant form and, you know, and I got awarded the grant. I mean, even if you win the lottery, you got to go buy the ticket, right? So you still have to take action in order for things to be uh, achievable, right? Now, I know that's like a big no-duh, right? I know that you're all thinking to yourself, well, no crap. But I think a lot of us actually miss that part. I think a lot of us think it's enough to have the goal, you know, and think about it in someday kind of way and just figure at some point something's gonna some kind of divine inspiration or something's gonna hit us over the head and we're gonna get there but the truth is is winners take action and that is a quote that is also from this Jack Canfield book and I don't know who said it but I have it on my refrigerator because I like to always remind myself winners take action we can't just talk about it right so you know 
there's been studies conducted. There's a research study by Dr. Gail Matthews of Dominican University and Dr. Stephen Krauss from Harvard, who actually figured out ways to increase the odds of achieving goals. And the way they broke this down was there was a couple different groups they had, right? They had groups had, who just simply thought about their goals. They had a group that just wrote down their goals, that they had a group that made a list of actions they committed towards taking their goals. Uh, then they had another group that sent the list of the goals and the actions to support a friend. Then they had a group that sent a weekly progress report of their results to support a friend. So what they found was obviously, I don't think I, you need to be a, a Harvard grad to know this, but the success rate of uh, the, the fifth group who actually did all of that, they thought about their goals, they wrote their goals, they shared the goals with a friend, and they had a weekly progress report to a friend were the most successful people. Um, now, even the people just uh, wrote down their goals and thought about their goals had pretty decent outcomes like 56 percent of them you know reported actually you know get making progress and, and reaching some of their goals but group five has 76 percent success rate so I really like that I really like that so that's how I kind of go so I have uh, a friend my friend Amy and I actually do this so we every couple of weeks revisit our goals and once a week we get on the phone and we talk about our goals and we make an action plan at the beginning of every week and then check in on every Friday to see how we're doing with them and I will tell you having someone to bounce your goals off of first of all gives you a little mini mastermind so you get feedback on your goals you get feedback on the action steps you're taking and you get accountability when you're checking in on that Friday or when whatever day you choose I I have found that this is a really great way of you know helping achieve the goals in fact the goals I mentioned earlier as far as setting up the podcast and uh, getting my coaching certification, they really were a direct result of checking in with my friend Amy every week and her, telling her like where I was at and what I learned to do and what my fears were and what were my roadblocks really was the the driving force in actually making it and and hitting my goals. So anyway, so there's a bunch of stuff. I can talk about this all day long. I just think that like, again, I would really encourage you guys to uh, read Jack Hanfield uh, chapters three and four specifically in the, of the success principles that will help you uh, dream bigger, uh, create your vision and go for your goals and get them in a good way, get there in a big way. So if you guys have questions, if you want to talk about this further, let's go to the Fab and Floyd Facebook page where we could chat about it. Um, if you want to learn more about how to set goals and really successfully achieve them, I'm available to work with you one-on-one uh, -on -one as a life coach. This is really my jam. I love, you know, overcoming this stuff. I love overcoming self-limiting beliefs. I love when people tell me that they can't do something and then we figure out a way that you can do something. Um, because I think we do that all the time. I think we're like, no, I can never own like, you know, a friend of mine said she wants to own a bed and breakfast. And the whole thing was like, well, I can't, why can't you? Well, I have money. Okay. Well, are there other ways you could look into to things to get a bed and breakfast? Are there like, could you maybe move to a less expensive place? Like maybe, you know, north or midwest i mean stop limiting yourself if that is your dream you can figure out a way to do it you really can the only thing that stands in our way is our own self-limiting beliefs if you don't want something it's because you don't want to believe you can do it and you don't want to do the work to get there there are so many ways to 
get to your goals, but we really stop ourselves. And if you want to help, if you want that help of setting that goal and achieving the goal, I'm here for you. Drop me a line at genrocoaching at gmail.com and learn how I could work with you. Um, or let's just talk about it. You could also just send me a note and I'll give you a little free advice and give you some ideas on who you could read and where you could go to. But I encourage all of you guys to dream big. Go for your goals. Don't play small. Play big, guys. You really deserve it. And I'm really excited to see what kind of goals you set and what kind of goals you crush. So please let me know how you do with that. And I will look forward to hearing from you and talking to you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. My goal is to help you dream bigger, find joy, and reach your goals. If you want to suggest a topic for the show or learn how you can bring me on as your very own personal life coach, then visit me at fabandflawed.com. That's F-A-B-A-N-D-F-L-A-W-E-D.com. Fabandflawed.com. I look forward to being a part of your journey and I thank you so much for being a part of mine.